Oh, yes. Dude, look at that. Come on. Mm. Oh, love that. Gotta love that. I love seeing my stepdad walk into us when we were live. Always gets me so fun to see that. And you gotta love great swag. Look at this. I'm so excited to get our new pullover in there with the beta consulting group on. Oh, it's on that shoulder over there. Absolutely love that. Listen, folks, swag matters out there. If you're gonna get swag, get good swag. Get the kind of swag that looks good, performs well, well designed, something that people want to take with them on vacation. Bad swag is no good. It's better to have no swag than have bad swag. So always keep that in mind whenever you're thinking about your swag for your company. Hey, I'm Trey Griggs, host of Standing Out. Thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to have you with us on the show today. Good to have a great one. It's a banger. It's going to be a good one. We want to give a shout out to our friends over at SPI Logistics for making the show possible. Make sure you visit them at success.spi3pl.com, especially if you're a freight broker that's just done with the admin, the back office type of stuff. You just want to get rid of your authority and just focus on sales and customers. Make sure you reach out to them. Or if you're an agent, not happy with where you're at, or you're thinking about becoming a freight agent, they're the ones to call. Again, visit them at success.spi3pl.com. And while you're out there surfing the internet, make sure you follow us on social media, my personal Trey Griggs 24 and Beta Consulting Group everywhere that's out there. Love to engage with you. Have a little fun online. Give us some banter. Or give us your best insult out there. We'll have a good time. Be sure to follow us for all of our content. We appreciate that. Also, we're building up a new YouTube channel. We've got the Beta Podcast Network YouTube channel. Very excited about that. We're going to be launching that uh, officially here really soon with, with all of our content. So you can never miss an episode again if you want to watch the show. And so we appreciate you following our journey as well. Hopefully it provides a lot of great content for you. All right, we got a great guest today. So excited to have this incredible woman on the show. I've known her for a couple of years now, watched her grow, just got promoted, doing some great things. So please welcome to the show our friend from Taft, the Chief Operating Officer, Brooke O'Grady, in the house today. This is a great song. This is a great song, my friend. Love it. Love it. Come on. I'm a big like, ever- Nim fan back when I had the actual CD, you know, Eminem show. <laughs> I look back. What is that? I can't believe my parents let me have this. I think I was in sixth grade, but <laughs> gosh, I did. Did you hey, did you ever see Eminem in person? Like, did you ever go to a concert? No, I wish I could see Marshall Mathers. He, I feel like he doesn't, I mean, he just doesn't perform a whole lot. No, and I feel like anymore. now that I'm in the space of like, oh, I could go travel and see him. It's like not really happening. 
<laughs> life change he's gonna be the guy he's gonna be the 50 year old rapper that you know when your kids are all grown you go watch him live uh, you know right. 50. he's probably still gonna be good you know he's right. one of the best of all time which is great and then CDs. I'm like, if you don't know the song i'm probably you're probably too young right like <laughs> totally yeah we're getting to that place brooke where you know we're working with people who have no idea the movies we watched the music we saw none of that it's just kind of the way it is and speaking of cds my kids just the other day were like uh I, I, I'm never going to own a CD. And I thought to myself, that's crazy. They're never going to own a CD. I mean, they don't but have any place to play it. <laughs> I I don't think I have any place to play it at my house. I mean, I used to have like a book, right? And it had all your CDs. Yeah, I know. We all did. I know. Yeah. I know. See, it's interesting. So, so um, you know, a turntable, uh, uh, you know, those have come into play. And people buy vinyls now and have that. Nobody's buying eight tracks Nobody's no. buying cassette players. I don't think people are going to buy CD players. It just doesn't have the same feel as the old turntable. It's just going to be gone. Right. They're never going to own a CD. That's crazy to me. It's kind of weird. But anyway, I used to burn my own CDs. I know that was that was big when that came around. Dude, we're totally dating ourselves, but that was huge yeah. back in the day when you could burn your own CD. Just felt like so much oh, yeah. power and uh, and and uh, Napster was was helping us make it possible. Love that. All, all good stuff. All right. So, Brooke, real quick. Thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Are you a coffee drinker, water bottle drinker? Which one do you want? We're going to send you one today for being on the show. Coffee. coffee. All right, cool. We're going to send you your own mug. And again, we appreciate you being on the show today. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about what you're doing over at Taft now. Sure. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I hate. I mean, I've got some fun facts I could bring up. I got some dirt, but you know, what do you want to say? Well, we have to bring up like the appropriate dirt, like don't dig up too much. Um, but so I'm in Kansas City. Um, I have a husband, two kids, a five and a two-year-old, um, kind of like my background. I went to high school in Kansas City. And then for my undergrad, I went to University of Kansas, so the Jayhawks. And then I actually moved out to Arizona um, to be a teacher. So I used to be a middle school teacher. And then um, I studied abroad. And then I ended up coming back and getting my master's in organizational leadership at Baker, which is like a private, smaller college in, in Kansas. Man, and we then just run I the same circles. We have such a similar here. life. Keep going. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. And then I've been at Taft for almost eight years. And um, I started out um, as the training and onboarding manager. And so the, that really, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. But so I would um, do the orientation for new hires coming into the company internally. And then I would also call all of our clients when it was their first time submitting an invoice. And I'd have to walk them through how to do it um, over their phone. And they could possibly be doing it on a computer or the app. But it's crazy looking back because I remember calling and the technology, we were so, I believe, so far advanced at that time. And so you're calling these uh, companies to show them how to submit invoices. And some of them don't even, they have a flip phone, right? They don't know how to right. submit an app or a portal. And so it's totally come a long way. Uh, but I would spend like, sometimes two to three hours on the phone with our client trying to say, Hey, here's how you submit the invoice. 
Yeah, and kudos to you for doing that because a lot of times people, especially tech companies, they just don't take the time to help people learn how to use the tech. So I think that's, yeah. that's awesome that you did that. You know, it's so important. But we have we have some similar you know lifestyles. I grew up in Kansas City as well. I was a middle school teacher for a while as well. Yeah. Left that, got into business. So we have a lot of similarities. But you grew up on the Kansas side. I yeah. grew up on the Missouri side. We didn't sure. like you guys. We didn't like the Kansas no, people. You didn't like yeah. the Missouri it's ones. The same, right? yeah. <laughs> that state yeah. line, man, it's stronger it's, than people think. The uh, by far to teach, I think. See, I was the opposite. I love teaching high school. I don't know. I love those conversations better. Even though I'm a silly person, I just got more out of the uh, high school teaching. I felt like I was preparing them for, for life a little bit more. I don't know. I got a little fulfillment out of that. And yeah. uh, middle school was difficult. I feel like in middle school, I opened more lockers than I taught math. <laughs> I yeah. help kids get the combination open more than teaching math. But it was still fun. I, I just enjoyed the high school just a little bit better. Middle school teachers are unique and uh, very valuable. I'm thankful for yeah. middle school teachers. I just like the quirkiness. Uh, they're awkward. They're like, there's still sense <laughs> left in some of them. Um, right. And they're excited to see you. Like, they're still, like, when they walk in in the morning, they're excited to see their teachers usually in middle oh. school. Um, so that's fun too. Yeah. If you love on kids, man, you're the hero. I mean, they just think you're yeah. great. And, um, yeah. I guess I got a little, little ego boost out of that, but I enjoyed like helping kids. I enjoyed just, you know, being available yeah. to them and, and give them good advice for life. So a lot of good lessons there, but you can, I mean, the, it, it, I think that people don't understand the, uh, the transferable skills from teaching into business. Mm -hmm. There's a lot there. I've, I've taken a lot of things from my teaching career. I'm sure you have as well yeah. into business that have really helped you out. What got you into, um, you know, wanting to go into business as opposed to teaching? What was it that kind of triggered that for you? Well, I knew I would, if I stayed in teaching, I knew I wanted to go into admin um, at some point. I actually got approached by um, the job here at Tafts. And what they had originally wanted was somebody with an educational background. They were going to implement um, a really big CRM system. We use Salesforce. And so they were going to launch Salesforce. And they said, hey, we need someone to come in and show adults how to use it. Um, and so that kind of pertained to, you know, teaching. It was just different. And I think actually adults are more difficult to teach. Than, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People don't really like change um, as much as they think that they do. Um, you know, people will say that, but I'm like, eh. I don't know, because I've had to implement, you know, major changes sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you get a lot of pushback, but that's really why they said, you know, with your background in education, um, you can come in and, and teach adults. Yeah. So that's how they don't, they, they don't like change. They also don't like failing or being bad at things. You know, that's right. something that is really great about kids is that they don't have that fear of failure. Usually, especially at a younger age, they're willing to try. They're willing to learn new things. Everything is new in many ways. Older people, adults, they tend to be set in their ways and it's hard to change. And there's just a discomfort about it and about failing and not knowing. So, yeah, they're, they're not yeah. the best students. It's, much, it's a much diff, more difficult job teaching adults than it is teaching kids, in my opinion. For sure. So, and then yeah. here I am. I'm, I was 25 at the time. I'm teaching people who have been working here for, you know, seven, eight years. Hey, do this and do that. And so, um, you know, they're probably looking at me like, uh, who are you? Um, so that was 
you know, I, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. What did you learn from a leadership standpoint? Cause obviously leading kids, there's some, there's some crossover in terms of just being a good leader in general. What are some things that you've learned over the years at TAPS and your, your development? Cause you started uh, in the management level, but probably, you know, a, a mid-level area, somewhere in the I didn't range. Manage now anyone. you're, Right, you manage yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You had, yeah, you had, you had uh, on the office. I think it's Kelly. She had manages herself. You know that kind of thing. You're right. managing yourself yeah. at that time, but now you manage other people. And you're chief mm -hmm. operating officer now. What are some leadership lessons you learned along the way in the last eight years that have really helped you out? Wow. Um, so I'm a big believer that um, you know leadership. You get better at it over time. You know, you hear people say a lot of times like, oh, they're just a natural born leader or, oh, they have really some leadership skills or, oh, I can someday see them leading. Um, and that that usually is true. Right. I think some people possess characteristics that are important when it comes to leadership. But I also believe that leadership can be completely taught. Um, and a lot of that is just over time. I would say the number one thing that I've learned is to set clear expectations. Um, and that's, I mean, as you know, too, that that plays into your role as, as a dad, right? And here's what I expect out of you. And um, because I want them to be successful and I'm setting people up for failure if I'm not giving them clear expectations um, because they won't be able to meet my expectations if I'm not, if I'm not right. clear. And that's really yeah. unfair. Um, so that's probably the number one thing I've learned. I've also learned there's times where I thought I was being clear and I wasn't. Um, and, and I've also learned most people, they want to do well. Um, so if somebody is, you know, not meeting expectations or, um, you think they need more training or this or that, um, just having a conversation about it could, because usually they don't know. And most people want to do well. I think sometimes we're quick to jump that or jump to the conclusion that maybe um, somebody isn't, you know, performing well because of this and whatever reason. But usually when you sit down and have a conversation with somebody, you can kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. And going back to your, what you said about expectations, I think that's so powerful. One of my dear friends, J.D. Gravina, he's the head women's basketball coach at Western Illinois, and he preaches this all the time. He says that success is the product of proper expectations, that when right. you have the right expectations and you communicate them clearly, that that sets you up to be successful. And without that, it's a shot in the dark and there's a lot of guessing and um, it's just not clear. You know, I think I think the strongest ability of a leader is the ability to communicate. You know, and that's a taught yeah. skill. That's, well, a, that's a learned skill. You're not a mind reader. And so it's, right. it's unfair for me to expect that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But communication, again, it's a learned skill. I really, I agree with you. I think leadership is completely learned. Um, the idea of somebody being a natural born leader usually just means that they're able to talk and and jump right. in like, a, like a, you know, take charge of a situation. That's a part yeah. of leadership, but that's yep. not all of leadership. There's a lot more no. to it than that. But that we, we tend to look at people that just are able to jump in and communicate or take charge as, oh, they're a natural born leader. But what I've learned is that leadership is all about serving. Like there's a there's an element that you're now mm -hmm. serving everybody. You're not the one that's telling people what to do. You're you're helping people accomplish their goals with a little bit of guidance and things like that. Yeah. It's just a different way of thinking about it. It's a lot, but it's, I, I love what you said about that. It's definitely a learned skill. Um, and you've obviously yeah. progressed. I'm so excited for you. Just got promoted here in the last couple months, and that always yeah. feels good to uh, to be acknowledged and recognized for the work you're doing. And do you feel like yeah. Yeah. 
what, what was your what was your sense of when you got promoted? Was it a sense of like excitement and and relief, or was it a, a sense of like more pressure or more responsibility or a little combination of both? How did you view that when you had the opportunity to move into this role? Um, I think I just felt um, probably anxious, um, excited but also really nervous because more people are going to look to me for support. And I want to be able to provide that for them and make sure I'm doing a good job and making sure that my plate's not too full, that I'm able to give people the the time that they need. Um, And so it's mainly just, you know, can I do this? How do I do it well? Because I want to. Um, And just super grateful because, I don't, I'm, I'm never the smartest person in the room. I'm just not. And so, you know, I'm just a big believer that I should be really thankful for what I'm given. Um, and I work, I I try to work really hard. Um, but there's definitely people that can do it better than me that are smarter than me. So I just felt really like humbled and grateful that they believed in me. Right. Because that's ultimately, um, upper management saying, Hey, we believe that you can do this and you'll do a good job. So I, I felt really, really grateful because this night, well, it's nice. The, to that. I think you're in the right place. If you're ever in a room where you are the smartest person, you're in the wrong room. So the fact right? that you feel like, you know what, I'm not the smartest one here. I'm, that's I'm that's the right room to be in, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not one of the, like the, the tech people that's just like super, you know, techie and analytical. And like, I can just look at a bunch of reports and just like, I've never been super book smart. I've always had to work really, really hard at it. Um, and that's okay. Um, we each have, you know, strengths and, and weaknesses, but um, it, it's nice to feel like, okay, they, I, I'm doing something right if they believe in me, which is really humbling. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love that. If I'm ever like on the basketball court and I'm the best player, that's not, that should not be, I should not be the best player on the basketball court. I'm 5'8", right. for goodness sake. Right. Or if I'm playing golf and I'm the best golfer in the group, it's like, I need to be in a better group that with, with players that can challenge <laughs> me. Like that's where you want to be in life and sports and all those kind of things. So it's yeah. really, really, uh, really important. Um, all right. So we got a little game to play. Every day, every day on the show, we like to have a little fun and play a game. So today we got a game and that game is called Wavelength. I'm nervous. I know, me too. I have no idea what to expect here. But here's the basic rules of the game. But I think we're going to get some uh, some clues, and we have to think of a word, but we can't say it. And then when we hear this noise, the gong, let's see if we hear it. Does it, did it get played? Uh, let's see. Maybe I can play it. There we go. When we hear that, then we have to say what we think our word was. And hopefully our goal is the same thing. So that's the goal of the game. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and do the first one here. So we're gonna get a clue. Let's see if we can think of the same word at the same time. Here's here's what we got. Go ahead. Mm, okay, so this is a movie that starts with the letter C. It has to do with food. Mm, I don't know that many movies that start with the letter Z. Mine just says food. Oh, you don't see food dash Z? I see food dash Z. So in my head, it's. A food that starts with the letter Z. Oh, it's a food with the letter Z. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, very good, very good. Not a movie. Okay, got it. I was off on that. Okay, all right. I think I have mine. I don't know. Same. Uh, okay, all right. Let's go. So hit the gong. Let's go. All right, what do you got? Ready? One, Zucchini. two, three. Oh. Zucchini. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. So we got the first one right. We got the first one okay. right. Uh, so that so that's good. All right. So we're on the right right track in that regard. All right. Let's see what the next one is. Here we go. Okay. Famous people that start with a T. This one's going to be harder. Can we give each other oh, hints? I don't know. I don't know if that's a part of the rule or not. I don't think we can. I think we just have to think of a T and see if we come up with the right one. Um, <laughs> now, it's so funny. When you have to think of a famous person with the letter T, it's not. Okay. Okay. I got one. I'm ready. Okay. I got one. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Three. Okay. All right. There's the gong. Three, two, one. Travis Taylor Kelsey. Swift. Well, oh. <laughs> 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 We were almost on the same way. Wow. I mean, there's definitely a connection there. That is for sure a point. That's a point. That has to count. That has to count yes. as a point. That was so good. We're, I'm giving it to us. We're taking it. We're, we're getting that point. That one's good. All right. Next one. Sports. Okay. So is it a sport that starts with the letter I? Sport that starts with the letter I. I think that's correct. A sport that starts with the letter I. Um. Okay. I got one. I'm ready. Oh no! Okay. I like hearing the gong. You ready? Oh, I you got, got one. It. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one. Ice skating. Ice skating. Let's go! Let's go. go. <laughs> that counts. I love it. That's good. Okay. All right. Household item J. Household item okay. J. Uh. Household item that starts with the letter J. Oh man, I'm blanking here. Household. Oh, we got we got to do it. Household. Okay, I guess we got to do it. Um. Oh. Uh, mm. uh. Dude, I, this is really really tough. Can you think of a household item with the letter J? Yeah. You have one. Yeah. I wish I could give you hints, but I think that's against. I know, the I know, I know. That's not good. Um, I'm so blanking right now. Okay, I got it. I got, okay, are you ready? Okay, here we go. Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Jacuzzi. <laughs> what What did you say? I said a jar. A jar. Okay, well, we didn't get that one. I, I can only think of a jacuzzi, which isn't that's really a household item, but kind of, kind of. I couldn't think of anything else. Okay, uh, last one. This is going to be our last one. Movie that starts with H. Mm. Okay, I've got one. I'm gonna I'm gonna funnel this to you right now, Brooke. I'm funneling it to you through the ether, the airways, giving you what it is right now. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Home Harry alone. Potter. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we got two. We're, we're taking two on that. That wasn't bad. We took we're it go like back two. in time, though, at least. Yeah, we did. We did go back in time a little bit. You went a little further back in time. You went to the 80s. I, I know. Think. I My know. Goodness, that, was a way, that was a ways back for sure. But that's good. Well, Brooke, listen, it's so great having you on the show. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for being a part of uh, yeah. standing out today. And, and best wishes to you in the new role as Chief Operating Officer over at TAPS. Um, appreciate you having on the show. We'll get that uh, that mug out to you. Make sure you take a picture of it, throw it on social, and uh, tell everybody where you got it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Brooke. We'll talk to you soon. 
All right, everybody, make sure you come back every Tuesday for a new episode of Standing Out. Visit our YouTube page, subscribe to that, and or listen to it anywhere you find audio podcasts. You can find episodes of Standing Out. And until next time, thanks to our friends over at SPI Logistics for making this possible. Remember to visit them at success.spi3pl.com to learn more about joining their organization as an agent or as a freight broker that's just done with the back office. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Take care.